Alright, let's kick off a heavy edition of Wall of Sound up against the wall for episode 68. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. You can check out everything we do with Wall of Sound. All you need to do is head to wallofsoundau.com and we're also on social media. Facebook, Twitter and Instagram is where you can stalk us, search and find out everything happening in Australian and international music news. Wall of Sound AU, get amongst it, join the community and be part of something big. Today on the show, I'm stoked. I'm going to be having a chat to Sharpie the Blade from Boris the Blade, uh, an Australian deathcore band who are having their final ever tour next month. This is it. The band have done some big things in their career, but they're calling it a day. Now, if you've been living under a rock, we're going to talk all about why they're calling it quits, what we can expect on this upcoming tour, and how you can help the band pick the songs that get played. That's still to come, but some big breaking news which happened overnight. A member of Slipknot has been officially kicked out of the band ahead of their new album and upcoming tour with Metallica. I'll give you more details about that a little bit later on, plus play the brand spanking new song from Alpha Wolf. That song's called Sub-Zero. Now, if you, like me, enjoy a bit of band B from time to time, think Escape the Fate, Verse, Falling in Reverse, I'll give you some details which I think are connected between that band and another band called Dealer. More details on that still to come a little bit later on, but right now, let's officially kick it off with these guys who put on a very fucking impressive show at Download Festival 2019. This is Thy Art is Murder, Death Perception, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
Hey, it's Dylan from Gravemind, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall.
pictures of torment on wall of sound up against the wall a mad throwback to grave mind and uh, it's hard to say you know throwbacks for that band because essentially they are just making a big right now and have some new stuff which they are hoping to premiere a little bit later on this week maybe early next week as well too this band are just going gangbusters here in Australia. They are the next big thing in heavy fucking music. And if you haven't jumped on board yet, you need to go and check them out. We've done plenty of interviews with the guys so far. They're just a bunch of great guys with a great motivation behind them and purpose too. So if you haven't had the chance to jump into the world of Gravemind yet, make sure you do just that. Just search for them at wallofsoundau.com. Now Whitechapel are back with their new album, The Valley. And on the last release, they kind of went in the more melodic direction, which didn't resonate with the most hardcore of fans who have been following these guys for years. It's safe to say though their latest album returns to that brutal sheer force behind them and everyone is giving it nothing but praise from what I've seen so far. The album comes out on March 29 and so far we've seen a few singles from it. This is one of them. When a demon defiles a witch. Brand new Whitechapel and wall of sound up against the wall.
Metalcore Giants Architects are making their return to Australia this August. Get ready to hear songs from their smashing new album Holy Hell, including Doomsday, Hereafter, and the always impressive Royal Beggars. The tour kicks off in Adelaide on August 6th and heads to Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane too. Do not miss your chance to see Architects performing some of their biggest headline shows to date right here in Australia. Tickets on sale right now through Live Nation. Get yours today. Hey, this is Booker and Sean from Make Them Suffer. And you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. This is a
Earth Heavyweights Make Them Suffer and Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. They released that song as a standalone single last year. No word yet on when we might be hearing some new music, but stay tuned. They are doing tours all across the globe right now and uh, proving they're going to be one of the next big things in Australia's heavy music scene. But I wanted to do a flashback right now to the year 2011. Now, when these guys first started coming out, there was a lot of hype behind them and uh, everyone thought they were going to be huge, massive worldwide. They did later on become that big. However, in 2012, frontman Matt Lucker sadly lost his life in a motorcycle accident. It's hard to believe as well, he was only 28 years old. The band have since moved on with a new frontman, but sadly, it just hasn't been the same since Mitch passed away. So right now, I want to do a throwback to 2011 to their album, The Black Crown. This is you only live once by suicide silence and wall of sound up against the wall. Push your care, push your burdens aside, erase everything inside and leave just nothing on your mind. No, 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 Yeah, we die. 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 We die
How you doing? This is Matt from Bring Me The Horizon and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Yeah. 
In a couple of weeks' time, they are going to be touring Australia's East Coast, and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we see them bring their heavy medley while they're here. That's Bring Me the Horizon, a wall of sound up against the wall. Let's get into this legend. I'm Sharpie the Blade from Boris the Blade, and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Aussie deathcore legends Boris the Blade are calling it a day, believe it or not, just shy of a decade together. And uh, we have to get the guys on to talk all about it. So I've got the man and legend that is up front, Sharpie. Mate, welcome. How you doing? Uh, good. But, mate, uh, for those who have been living under a rock uh, and obviously haven't seen the news, first of all, give yourself an uppercut. Second of all, you're calling it a day. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, um, we're just disposed at that point in our lives. Um, I just had a son myself. He just turned six months old today. So um, we did a lot of touring a couple of years ago. You know, I spent nearly five and a half months in one year overseas. And uh, I mean, me personally, I, I just I wouldn't wouldn't go away from my son for that long now. Yeah. Now that he's here, I sort of you know things change. And uh, I suppose back then we were kind of looking towards pushing it towards getting you know as a career and be our jobs. But uh, sort of gotten to a level now where yeah we kind of need to focus on our own careers and you know just we don't have the commitment now to give our fans what we want and and that would be to you know an album every year and, and to tour to three to five months of the year so we're thinking we might as well just hit it on the head and be proud of what we've done and uh give it one last hurrah and let life take hold of our own lives i guess yeah and look you know full mad respect i've got a little one myself as well too and i know that you know once they come in everything fucking changes your priorities change and it just becomes all about them so you know to take yeah. a step back for the right reasons like that you're doing the right thing man Thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers. Now, look, there's a lot of feelings and emotions that comes with, you know, calling quits officially. How did you pep yourself up to get you to the point where you're like, okay, this is my decision, knowing that, you know, you've done some big things in the past that all led to this point? Yeah, well, I suppose we did We did the, the Infernum uh, EP, um, and then we, the plan was to sort of back it up with an album straight away. And uh, we just had a lot of th- things going on. As soon as, as soon as we dropped that EP, you know, I found out my girlfriend was pregnant. Um, Kobe just started building a house and Josh Lording just bought a business as well so we had all this stuff going on in our own lives and you know we put a lot of effort into our albums and him and I took us a long time to even to write it and uh, Josh is a bit of a perfectionist so he likes to you know not rush his songs and and really take his time with his songs. He's very methodical, and and uh, just came to a point where if we were just to smash out an album in in three months just to get it out to you know keep the buzz going, then we wouldn't have been happy with it. So yeah. we're thinking, uh, yeah, no pressure from no labels now. You know, we did the last last uh, release independently, and it actually went really well. We ended up getting I think number seven on the independent charts in Australia. So the fans are still there, and the demand is still there, but just. Uh, Having the passion and the, and the time for it these days is just getting harder and harder. You know, we don't want to put out something that's not up to scratch is what we like to call Boris the Blade, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, you guys aren't 20 years old jumping in the back of a van anymore nowadays. It's sort of... Nah, no, nah, I mean, I mean we, we started Boris the Blade when I was 24, and to be honest, it took off really quick. Like, uh, I think within eight months, we were in Europe dropping a, a six-track EP, and we're getting encores, and we only had six songs, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it, it blew up pretty quick, and, um, you know, we, we were touring interstate within a few months, and it, the snowball effect, you know? And, um, yeah, tour, touring's a really hard job. Like, it, it, you know, it was always the goal to be able to, you know, play interstate, but then when you actually start doing it, and then when you actually start going for months on end and, 
you know, the, the longest tour we did was four, four tours back to back in the states. We did forty three states in, uh, in one run. And uh, I tell you what, in three months, you know, you come back and you feel a little bit older and a little bit more tighter. And yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely hard work. It's not all just, uh, you know, the party life is definitely not what it's held up to be. See, look, everyone sort of sees like a band. They're like, oh, I can't wait to go on the road and, you know, travel the world and all that. But really, it, it, it is a mental yeah. strain and financial strain as well, too. It is. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm a tattoo artist. I have a business myself. And uh, when I'm away with the band, I'm, I'm not tattooing, I guess, you know, so it's a lot of a lot of sitting around at venues and playing on your phone, to be honest, and, and that one hour of, of showtime a day is what gets you through it. So, yeah, yeah, I will, I will miss it. I do love touring. I do love hanging out with my best friends, and, you know, and seeing the country and seeing the world, actually. But, um, yeah, who knows? All right, well, let's get on a song from the uh, the back catalogue now. Let's get on Warpath, a wall of sound up against the wall.
that's just one of the many songs you're going to hear on Boris the Blade's final tour. You can actually vote for the set list right now. All you need to do is head to wallofsoundau.com. Just search for Boris the Blade and you'll come across the article. Uh, Sharpie, this is another big thing and I guess something that the band wanted to give back to the fans to get them to pick the songs that you play for this final tour. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, by looking at the votes so far, we've, we've been around that long that uh, a lot of the fans are like, I like their old shit. So um, <laughs> I suppose they're like, oh, I like their first EP. And I suppose, I mean, that's the, the songs of the first EP was what gave us our original first hype. So I guess that's what they want to see live for the for the last time. So it uh, looks like we're playing majority of the EP. And I, I think the set is like an hour and hour and 20 or an hour or something like that. So it's a long set. We're playing, uh, I think, the EP in full so far by the looks of things. And uh, a few of the ones that did well on YouTube and the ones that went translated well live. So it um, should be definitely full of energy and hopefully those diehard violent virus fans turn up and we have a good time yeah they, they've got to and we want to talk about the opening show in a second but you know for yep. you guys to to get on stage and learn these songs again obviously you know the the six track ep was the one that kicked it all off for you is it hard to go back and relearn those songs again or are they in the back of your head and you know it's just like muscle memory uh to be honest like yeah some of them uh i mean uh yeah it's hard <laughs> i'll admit it yeah some some of these songs definitely are Death metal is not exactly an easy genre to play, and where we do consider ourselves probably a technical band, you know, the, the riffs are very hard to play, the drums are very hard to play, and by the end of the set, I'm, I'm definitely out of breath, you know what I mean? I'm putting everything I can into every scream. So, um, but no, it's been fun, you know, honestly, yeah, it has been a, bit, a little bit emotional, like uh, the last couple of band practices. I'm sort of thinking to myself, this is one of the last practices, yeah. you know? So, um, but yeah, they're still my, my best friends. I've been mates with Kobe and Josh since I was 12 years old. I've actually, Kobe's been my bass player since I was, since I was, yeah, 12, year seven. I think we started our first band. So I'm 30 now and, um, they're still my best friends and we still hang out and, you know, catch up for beers and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it should be good. One last trip with the boys. Yeah, it's good to hear that it's a situation where, you know, it's all amicable and, like, people aren't leaving, hating each other and, you know, going to burn the band into the ground, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's all on good terms. We're just, um, yeah, just looking at it as one last, hopefully, fun tour and, yeah should be good now let's talk about this first fucking show like this completely threw us off guard you've got the very first show to kick off the final tour in Sunbury like a hometown show yeah yeah I mean I mean back in the day I suppose like when we first started bands it was always I want to headline to Sunbury Memorial Hall you know that was that was my goal you know was to to play above all the bands in the battle of the bands and I did that and then after that it was I want to play interstate so you know we finally booked our first interstate show and then it was maybe we could go overseas so we went overseas and now that this final tour is here we're like we need to do one more show in summary where it all sort of started you know so most of all those EP songs and stuff were written in in Josh's bedroom in Sunbury which is the town we grew up in the high school I went to you know and uh yeah we just thought why not book a show in our hometown and I think it's definitely going to sell out. I think it's like a two or three hundred cap venue, yeah. and uh, we know most of the people in that town. So yeah, I think it's going to it's going to be a pretty wild night. So I'm actually looking forward to that one. Look, and and that's one of the things about you know those hometown shows like that. That the capacity is really small, but you've got the people who were there from the very early beginnings. I mean, yes, yeah, people have grown up yeah. and they've gone on to become parents and you know, have successful jobs. But I can't wait to see photos of like people in business suits who rocked up after work. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like um, a lot of those people that you know, from my hometown and have watched the progression over the years. And, you know, every now and then we do get the messages, you know, we're, we're proud of you boys. And we've sort of felt, always felt like we've got that sort of hometown backing. So, um, 
Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be good, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We're playing with a, another band. Kobe's actually playing called Rapture. And um, when we were kids growing up, 15, 16, they were, they were the band that was leaving Sunbury and touring its state. And they were inspiring us, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so, and um, now they're on the bill and they're, they're sort of kicking back off again. And, uh, yeah, it should be good to play with those boys. And, uh, yeah, can't wait, man. It's going to be sick. Now, can you confirm or deny that there might be a demolition on the night at that show? Because, you know, things are going to get fucking buck wild. Man, I'll tell you what, Sunbury is, uh, it's definitely got a reputation. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think they'll live up to it. It's going to be pretty wild. Well, let's take a look at some of the shows you've played over the years. You've shared the stage with so many fucking huge acts like Sepultura, yeah. Bleeding Through, Whitechapel, uh, Suicide Silence, just to name a few. Not to mention yeah. as well, being called upon to play the New England Metal and Hardcore Festival. That's got to be one of those moments like, holy fuck, we never thought that would happen. Definitely, man. I mean, um, when I was probably 16, I think um, one of my friends brought over that New England Metal Fest DVD. And uh, I watched that and that was actually when I discovered Lamb of God and Sugar. And uh, there was a moment when I was on stage in New England Metal Fest where I kind of, that just sort of flashed through my head of that Meshuggah on stage. And I'm like, shit, I'm on that stage that I watched <laughs> on that DVD when I was 16, you know, and a bit of a moment. And uh, yeah, and I think, um, yeah, it was a little bit surreal, you know, sort of still, that was probably one of my highlights of the band, I guess, you know, like uh, everyone has their goals individually. And mine was to, I would always like to play New England Metal Fest and I got to do that. So yeah, definitely a tick on my bucket list anyway. Well, it's a fucking huge achievement to have. Like, was there anything that you guys tried to do that you just didn't get the chance to do? Because, you know, having a look at what you've done, like you're leaving Sunbury, doing uh, interstate tours, international tours, it seems like you guys crossed off everything in such a short amount of time. I mean, uh, yeah, I suppose after we sort of started touring internationally, um, it got to a point where you just want to count countries, I guess. So we got up to about 27, I think it was 28 countries now. And, you know, I kind of had that map and I started putting pins and all the places we'd started playing. And um, I suppose, you know, you just kind of want to play every continent once you get to that sort of that sort of level. But, uh, yeah, I think I've exceeded more than what I ever thought we could have done as a band. So, yeah, I've mean, just got to be proud of it, I guess. And, yeah, I suppose, no, not, not really. You know, like, you can always say, oh, I wish I could have played a show with that band or I wish I could have played a show with that band. But uh, you just got to enjoy the journey, I guess, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been awesome. And, look, it's been a fantastic journey to watch as well, too. i got to ask this before we wrap things up. Are you an emotional person, Sharpie? I think, uh, yeah, you have to be, especially to write music. You know, music's all about... <laughs> all about emotion and uh yeah i'm definitely pretty good at uh expressing emotion whether it be anger or love so uh, yeah 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 well i'm very excited to see the final show in alice springs like when you guys walk off stage and start bursting into tears i think you're going to solve the, <laughs> the drought problem that's out there <laughs> yeah and then uh then we've got a quick little run in japan so we've never been to japan so we thought we'd chuck one more tour in straight after the oz tour so perfect um yeah, we're looking forward to to a week there as well. And I mean, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I mean, over the years we've played most of all these places before, so it's also a bit of catching up with people that saw us, you know, six, seven years ago or whatever. And now they're they're either still playing in a band or you know they've they've lent us a couch or a bed to sleep on over the years. And uh, yeah, it's a bit of gonna be a bit of a catch up session too. It should be awesome. Perfect. Yeah, that's what you need. Like one final send off for the fans, a catch up with everyone who helped you get to where you are now. And then exactly, just yeah. close the book and go, maybe it's going to open somewhere in the future. But at this point, yeah, in time, this never is say it. never. But uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be pretty happy with uh, you know, what we've achieved. That's for sure. So. so when you're back to work at the tattoo parlor, if people want to come and get their Boris the Blade tattoos, can they start booking them in now or should they do it <laughs> after? 
It's funny you say that, actually. I've, I've already had a few emails of people that have hit me up for Boris of Blades had his full sleeve of, like, wool subjects with the design. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm down to it. Tattooing my lyrics and stuff like that, you know. It's, it's pretty awesome feeling when people want your band stuff on you. So, yeah, come down, Requiem Tattoo Gallery. <laughs> Perfect. Well, jump on that as soon as you possibly can. But also, don't forget, pick yourself up for tickets to this final tour. It is uh, kicking off April 6th in Sunbury, heading along to Canberra, The Gong, Adelaide, Melbourne. In Brisbane, a few more places in between, wrapping up in Alice Springs before heading over to Japan. Sharpie, all the best with this tour, mate. Cannot wait to see you guys sending uh, the band off. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it.
emptiness will rise in him again. Metalcore giants Architects are making their return to Australia this August. Get ready to hear songs from their smashing new album Holy Hell, including Doomsday, Hereafter, and the always impressive Royal Beggars. The tour kicks off in Adelaide on August 6th and heads to Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane too. Do not miss your chance to see Architects performing some of their biggest headline shows to date right here in Australia. Tickets on sale right now through Live Nation. Get yours today. Whoa, sound up against the wall. those bands you hear about but you don't follow up for some reason that's one of them i wanted to introduce you to i wrestled a bear once if you haven't come across the band as of yet that song there called gift of death and wall of sound up against the wall time to check out some new music gonna slow things down a little bit right now because hell yeah put out their first new song, 333. Now, if you don't know, this is the first song to feature the late drummer, Vinnie Paul, who sadly passed away last year just after the album was recorded. 
Now we put this song up on Facebook last week and someone mentioned why, as in why would the band continue on without him? And the thing is, this album was recorded before he passed away, so why not? They put in all that time and effort into making this album and it has to see the light of day. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not they're going to start playing shows again and get a fill-in for Vinnie Paul and, you know, consequently have someone take his place. But how do you do that? I mean, most bands need to continue on and move forward, especially if someone passes away. If they do continue on, they need to do something that's both respectful to the band and the fans as well too. We'll keep you updated at wallofsoundau.com on whatever happens moving forward with Hell Yeah. But right now, let's get this on. This is the brand new track 333 on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Welcome to the family Where the real bad people Reverend 333 
Hey, it's Sabian from Alpha Wolf, and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. You're just a pussy in a black hoodie pushing your luck. And you had in the light, but show your teeth in the dark. And all the false reflection, now it's a gay Spanking new song for Alpha Wolf just came out this morning. It's called Sub Zero and it's from their forthcoming EP Fault, which comes out on April 19. Now, big news for the band should be mentioned that not only are they signed to Grayscale Records here in Australia, but they've also signed up to Sharp Tone Records for their international releases, which consequently means they might not be spending as much time here in Australia anymore, which is great news for them. You know, they need to get big and go off and do big things around the world. They've worked fucking hard to get to where they are now in order for this to happen. So I, for one, cannot wait to see what Alpha Wolf do moving forward. Check out the song, video, and EP details at wallofsoundau.com. 
Beefcom, and while you're there, you might want to check out the connection or beef. I'm going to call it a bit of beef between them and another band called Dealer. Now, to get you up to speed, Dealer features the former frontman for Alpha Wolf, and they put out a song which I think was directed towards Alpha Wolf. In that song there, you might have heard the lyrics, You're barking like a dog, but I am a fucking wolf. I have a feeling that was directed towards the band's former frontman. Everyone loves a bit of band beef, don't they? Now, it could be a sheer coincidence considering the fact that song was probably recorded last year before the Dealer song came out. But, uh, I don't know. If you're like me and you like a bit of band beef, grab your popcorn and get ready for this one. Now, the big news of the week is that Chris Fenn from Slipknot has been ousted from the band after allegations arose last week that he wasn't getting paid properly when touring with them. Now, frontman Corey Taylor jumped on Twitter, as he does best, to defend himself in the band and said, You're going to read a lot of bullshit online today. That's all I'm going to say. Just wait until the truth comes out. Now, that happened a few days ago, and yesterday afternoon, the band released a statement on their website where they said that they're moving forward and getting hyped up for their upcoming tours and album number six, and that Chris knows why he's no longer part of Slipknot. The statement also says we are disappointed that he chose to point fingers and manufacture claims rather than doing what was necessary to continue being part of Slipknot. We would have preferred he not take the path that he has, but evolution in all things is a necessary part of this life. Long live the knot. Nothing else has been said following that statement and the ousting of Chris, but we'll keep you posted at wallofsoundau.com. The band's new album is set for release on August 9, and they're touring Australia with Metallica throughout October. No word yet on whether Chris getting kicked out of the band will have an effect on both the tour or the upcoming album, but like I said, we'll let you know as soon as we know. Right now, let's get on a throwback from Slipknot. This is the negative one on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
Chez from Devil Driver. You're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. sound on facebook twitter and instagram you would have seen the day before their tour got announced that we broke it to the world devil driver making their way to australia with all that remains throughout august and it kicks off in sydney on august 22nd before wrapping up in perth on august 28th now a lot of you might be thinking to yourselves 
how are all that remains going to be touring Australia when their frontman Ollie Herbert passed away last year? This has yet to be decided or announced. Uh, my assumption is they're going to bring in a guest or friend to sing the songs from their new album. But other than that, we haven't heard anything about how they're going to be doing it or how they're doing it overseas too. So stay tuned. We'll keep you updated at wallofsoundau.com. And don't forget that you can join the Wall of Sound community on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Wall of Sound AU. We've also got the Wall of Sound Community of Legends Facebook group where we talk all things music and a whole bunch of shit happening in there. Join the group there and get all involved with Wall of Sound. Thank you so much for checking out this week's podcast. Don't forget to give it a like, subscribe, share it around, tell your mates about it, whatever it might be. Help spread the word about this and uh, sincere apologies for taking a few weeks off there. Every now and then you need to take a break from everything that's going on in your life. Get your mental health back on track again and that's what I had to do over the past five weeks. Thank you for waiting out as long as you have but I'm keen to get stuck into it again with you checking us out and next week on the show i'm going to be joined by dylan from i prevail they've got their brand new album trauma coming out they were just here in australia for download festival and played a whole stack of new songs from it so we're going to talk all about that and what to expect with this forthcoming album right now i'm going to get on their fresh as fuck new single that just dropped today this is paranoid new i prevail on wall of sound up against the wall my name is brownie i'll catch you next week Something is here.